We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. JP comes all the way out to the logo. Here's the switch. It's Luca that hits Josh Richardson. Left side of the floor. Lucas three is a weak. Hi, this is Luka Doncic, and you're listening to the Mavs Step Back Podcast. How's it going, everybody? Welcome in to another episode of the Mavs Step Back Podcast. I'm your host, Alton Trigg. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host and DallasBasketball.com colleague, Matt Galatson. Guys, Luka did it again. Uh, the Luka magic continues. Uh, the, the guy's just incredible. Uh, the Mavs, they had a 57 57- to 40 lead over the Celtics at halftime by about halfway through the third quarter, the Celtics had cut that, that deficit to two. Uh, and then at one point uh, late in the fourth, they got a, a two point lead on the Mavs and things were looking rocky. Uh, but the Mavs, they were able to recover. And with it being one Oh four, one Oh four, uh, with about 14 seconds left, Marcus Smart made one of the dumbest decisions I've ever seen uh, on a foul to give situation. You know, he the Mavs only had about six seconds left on the shot on the uh, shot clock, and there was about a I think a six or seven second difference between the shot clock and game clock. So if the Celtics had just let that play out, even if Luca had hit a shot, they would have had a chance to you know retaliate or if the Mavs missed, they would have had a chance uh, for a game winner. But Marcus Smart fouled Luka. Uh, that turned the shot clock off with 11 seconds. And Luka hits one of those impossible left top-of-the-arc threes uh, over the outstretched hand of former Mav Josh Richardson, and it hits bottom, and the Mavs win 107-104. Just incredible stuff. Uh, it's one of those things where as frustrated as you were with how the Mavs played, uh, in the second half and and how frustrating it was with some of those lineups that just weren't working and you know Jake Kidd just kept sticking with them uh through that second half all of it gets washed away with you know a Luca heave a Luca magic heave that uh gets the Mavs to 6 and 3 on the season so incredible stuff you know it's like I wrote about last season Luca he's he's the greater racer <laughs> when when he's on uh, it's it's hard to complain about 
things because, I mean, the guy's just incredible. He has a knack for that stuff. Uh, I'm always confident in those situations. He's all, he's obviously not going to make all of them, but in those type situations, especially in a tie game, uh, when he has a chance to win it at the buzzer, I'm always confident about it, and he came through in the biggest moment possible. So, I mean, what are your thoughts on this, Matt? I mean, I'm I'm still on cloud nine from that. Well, first of all, Dalton, Dalton you're always confident about everything. So, um, no, I, look, you you hate to see it to such you know with a such a, a lovable fan base, um, a lovable team like the Celtics. You know, you, you just you, you hate to see it. <laughs> I mean, look, I don't have I don't have anything personally against the Celtics. I do, I, if I'm ever forced to have to watch their home broadcast, I, I don't like their broadcast at all. Them, Houston, and uh, uh, Memphis, I just Memphis. oh man, yeah. I hate those those home broadcasts. But I mean, I don't have anything against the uh, the Celtics. Hey, can we kick this guy out of our room real quick? How do we do that? Oh uh, yeah, I see that. Uh, let me see here. Yep, banned from room. Goodbye. He's, he's um, well, anyway, we don't need any of that here. If you, if you jump in there uh, doing that, you're out of here instantly. Yeah. Um, anyway, so back to the regularly, regularly scheduled programming. <laughs> yeah. Um, look, it's, it's hard not to be confident in those situations when you have a guy like Luca on your side. It's, um, you always, it, it, that's what separates him from, um, you know, some of these other guys who are really good players but aren't superstars is they have the knack for those those moments and he might be the best clutch player in the league at this point along with Damian Lillard and um you know a handful of other guys he's he's right there so um look you just you hate to see Bill Simmons so angry um Man, Bill Simmons, y'all go. To, if y'all haven't seen him on Twitter tonight, y'all go. Uh, y'all go to his timeline and just read, so, yeah. read through some of those tweets. Go, go look at Bill Simmons' timeline he, he if you want. It. If you want to see an epic meltdown, it's just it's, it's awesome. <laughs> um, and that's a big win. That's that's a really big win. It's it's one of the wins that you know. If, if you're going to make a push to towards a, um, you know high tier playoff spot in the West, you have to to get some of these games to go your way. And that's, that's one more notch in the belt for them where, Hey, like this, this is a game that could have gone either way, even though they had a big lead and they were able to pull it out. So, I mean, that that's huge down the line. It's in, in Adam, you're right. It's the first quality win of the season, I think for Dallas um, that, you know, not just because of the opponent, just because of the way it was won that they faced the adversity you know they were up seventeen, and they they you know they lost the momentum of the game, and they were still able to come out on top. That's how a team builds, um, you know, going forward into the season. And I think they're going to learn a lot from this game. Yeah, I mean, I, I love the resolve of this team because you know, in all six wins, it feels like it's just been a, a grind. But these are all all of these wins that they've had so far this season are games that they regularly blew last season. And it ended up catching up to them at the end of the year when they could have been, they could have potentially been in the top half of the West, had home court, uh, and it didn't happen. And they ended up playing the Clippers uh, in the in the first round again. So this is the kind of stuff that that builds character, uh, it builds chemistry. Uh, it was nice to see Reggie Bullock get going. Uh, he he missed some open 
shots here and there that I think he probably should have hit, but he hit three of his eight threes, had 13 points, five of 11 overall off the bench. Uh, Jalen Brunson, he continued to play well. He obviously didn't, you know, explode like he did in the previous two games where he started, but uh, 50% from the field, 13 points, five assists, five rebounds, really solid stuff from him as always. Uh, and, and, you know, Luca, he led the way with 33 points. And I think, I mean, I haven't looked, I need to look back, but I think this was his most efficient game of the season shooting wise. I know it was from three, uh, because he was five of 10 from three, uh, and had nine rebounds, five assists overall. He was 12 of 21 from the field. Uh, I'm pretty sure this was his most efficient game of the season so far. And he did all that in 35 minutes. And then lastly, you know, the guy I want to mention here real quick, Matt, is Christoph Porzingis because uh, on the last pod, which we did on Mike Fisher's YouTube channel, by the way, guys, y'all listening to this, um, I put it on Twitter the other day, and I, I just want to make sure everybody knows it, but for bonus pods, we're, we're doing some bonus content. Uh, we talked about a potential Mavs-Raptors trade scenario and a bunch of other fun stuff. All of that is exclusively going to be on uh, Mike Fisher's YouTube channel. Uh, we ha- we have a, a setup with him to where we're going to do that. Uh, so if you haven't listened to it yet, head over there, subscribe, and listen to it because those episodes won't be going up as a regular pod like, like these live rooms will. Uh, but anyway... Back to Christoph Porzingis. In that bonus pod we did uh, a few days ago, Matt, we talked about worry over KP's back tightness. You know, he had missed five straight games after playing in the first three. And, you know, with the way the Mavs have handled injury stuff and being real vague in the past, uh, and then eventually what gets reported as a serious injury later, it gave us reason to be, you know, worried because – you know, instead of saying exactly what was wrong with his back, it was just listed as tightness, and he just kept missing game after game. But to his credit, he came back. He started the game off with a thunderous dunk in the first quarter. Uh, he At the end of the third, uh, I forgot who it was for the Celtics. I think it was maybe Neesmith uh, tried to save the ball or hit throw the ball off of KP to cause a turnover, and KP caught it like down at his knees and just turned around and uh, nailed a shot at the, uh, you know, before the buzzer went off. So uh, he ended up with 21 points in his return, seven rebounds, two assists. He was seven of 13 from the field, despite not hitting any of his three pointers. But uh, for, for a guy that missed five games, I was pretty impressed with him. Uh, You know, obviously there's some things that he could do better, and I think he, you know, could have really benefited from having Maxi Kleba back next to him instead of Dwight Powell. But, you know, overall, I was really pleased with how he played tonight. And if he give, if he continues to build on that, then like we've talked about many times before, this Mavs team is going to be, you know, really hard to beat. Especially, you know, if Luke is going to hit 50% of his threes and uh, guys like Dorian Finney-Smith, who was three of five from three, and uh, Reggie Bullock and all those guys start knocking down some shots that haven't been going down so far this season. So, um, I mean, what do you think about KP and his return? Well, it's it's kind of funny because there's sort of this trend forming this season where when I say something, 
the exact opposite happens with the Mavs. Um, first, it was Jalen Brunson. Was, oh, Brunson, you know, he's, he is what he is. He's, he's never going to be anything more than a role player, and that's fine. He's a good role player. And then he, you know, gets 25 and 30 in two consecutive games, and I look like a dumbass. And then the other one is now is KP, who, you know, I was convinced was more seriously injured than uh, he obviously was. And then he literally, as soon as we record that pod, he comes out and puts up 21, seven and two and has probably his best game of the season. Um, you know, he, he got to the line, he, he scored, he was efficient. So it, those are all things that you hope he can continue going forward because when he plays like that, you know, the Mavs are going to be a difficult team to beat. Um, they need that second star. And when, luckily when, when he was down, it was, it was Brunson the last couple of games and, and tonight it was him. And it's, it's the recipe for success. You can't win in this league riding one guy. He has to have help. And that's why it's so important that he's healthy and why that, we want him to succeed. We complain about him a lot on this pod and a lot of people on Twitter complain about him a lot and justifiably because he's a frustrating player, but make no mistake about it. Nobody wants to see KP succeed more than every person who complains about him that is involved in Mavericks media because it makes the team better, It make, which makes the coverage better, which makes our bank accounts better, which makes everything better. So, you know, that's just, that's just I mean, how it goes. It's- if the Mavs are eventually, if they're eventually going to trade KP and it not just be like a, a fleecing situation, which I don't, I don't know what you would consider a fleece at this point, but you know, for, for them to get something back of value for KP, he needs to play well. He needs to play like he did tonight. Uh, You know, he, there were some, some shots that I thought he personally, you know, shouldn't have taken, but he got fouled on and got some free throws uh, that was a good thing to see. You know, any, if, if KP is getting some easy ones at the line, uh, you always want that. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it, it, from from every angle you can possibly look at it, uh, everything is better when KP gets going. So that was great to see. Uh, now, the starting lineup thing, I don't want to – I don't want to just run this in the ground every time we come on here and talk, Matt, but – I just like but let's tonight, do it anyway. I mean, we're gonna do it anyway because it's just they got off to a good start tonight, you know. So you can't say anything about the starting lineup as far as as far as how they started tonight. But you know, when you when you get later in the game and they have that same lineup on the floor, and it was very obvious that they had kind of met their quota for Dwight Powell good minutes. <laughs> <laughs> later in the second half of this game, but they just... I love how there's a quota, by the way. It's like, all right, you get about five good minutes <laughs> if you just go straight back down the toilet. I mean, that that's really how it goes a lot of the time with Powell. It's like he has these moments where it's like, oh, man, that's, that's pre-Achilles Powell. And then you have other moments where it's just like, oh, my God, why is he on the court right now? Uh, what is up with our chat right now, dude? Why, where are these people coming from? I don't know. Um, just ban I just banned, a, you know, I just banned another one. What the hell is going on? Okay. Anyway, oh, <laughs> uh, where was I at? Oh, uh, Dwight Powell. So, I mean, 
I, I ideally, and it was funny too, because, uh, about a week ago, um, Jason Kidd said that when the team got healthy again, they would, you know, look into changing the starting lineup. And then as soon as KP comes back, it's like, Nope, (laughs) we're we're going back to, uh, to the KP Dwight Powell, uh, front court, which again, they got off to a good start tonight, but they just ran it in the ground, uh, over the course of the game. And that's partially why the Celtics got back into it. So, um, Ideally, I would rather have Jalen Brunson starting. I, like I said, I don't want to run it in the ground, but I just feel like it's really helped Luca get going having more minutes with Jalen Brunson because it's opening up a lot more stuff. He's not having to just do every single thing himself every time down. Uh, you can tell at times when Jalen's not on the court and they're trying to do stuff with Dorian Finney-Smith or – Tim Hardaway Jr., you know, teams teams know those guys aren't, like, excellent dribblers, and they take advantage of that, and sometimes it leads to turnovers. Uh, so that's been something to watch for. Uh, I think if something does eventually happen with your, your, your dream with Dragic, that would make it a lot easier to leave Jalen Brunson in the starting lineup because – you know, somebody mentioned it. Yeah, Jalen Brunson and the Mavs offense looked great on the previous two games before this win over the Celtics, but the bench struggled a good bit in those games. So uh, if, if you did get a guy like Dragic to, you know, you could either start him or bring him off the bench, and then that way you have, you know, both of those well old, old machines uh, going at one time, that would be ideal. But, you know, beggars can't be choosers. We got to <laughs> – we can't choose when the Dragic thing happens, which feels like it's just never going to happen. But uh, I do think it will eventually happen at some point this season because, I mean, I just I just don't see it. The guy's gotten so – he's gotten like five or six straight uh, DMP coaches decisions, and he's making $19 million, and he's 35 years old. They're not going to get anything of real value for him if they trade him. I mean, I just, I think it's eventually going to be a buyout and they're just waiting it out. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. 
twice a week, J.J. Reddick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as J.J. does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, it's only going to happen if I say that it won't happen. So I'm officially saying that it won't happen. Um... I'm putting that out into the universe, so everybody take that for what it will. But, um, you know, look, there's a lot of things that this team needs still. They're obviously not perfect. Um, The lineups are not ideal. Um, I think part of that is simply just a result of the talent on the roster more than anything. Um, Yeah, there's different things that he can do, but I don't know that – I don't know that there's anything drastic he can do outside of benching Powell, which seems to be against, it it seems to be like a company rule that Dwight Powell must start for Dallas. And it's, it's obnoxious, but you know, outside of that, there's not, there's not a lot of different things they can do until they shake things up. But, you know, uh, at the end of the day, they're now six and three, right? Unless I, yep. Unless yep, I teleported past the game that I that I missed because my schedule been <laughs> crazy, but yeah, six and three. Um, you know they they keep winning games that, um, you know could have easily been losses, and and you know yeah they lost a couple, but bottom line is you're six wins up, three wins down, and you're in a good spot in the standings, and that's what you know that's what mattered. Yeah, and I mean even though the Mavs didn't hold on to that huge halftime lead they had. Overall, this game was just a whole lot more fun than, you know, uh, some of the previous wins of the season so far. So uh, it, it was just – it was a lot of fun. It was really fun watching uh, Luca and Jason Tatum go back and forth with, with each other. Uh, you know, the, the Mavs were without Maxi Kleba. The Celtics were without Jalen Brown, which it, <laughs> that's more of a loss for them than it is the Mavs, but Maxi is still super important for this team. Uh, but you know, it, it really it set everything up for you know a really epic duel between those two. So that was really fun to watch. Uh, and now the Mavs will they'll get tomorrow off, and then they'll play uh, another home game versus the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, you know, I'm really looking forward to December first because that's the first time they play in New Orleans. I'll be at that one uh, live, and that's the first time I've been able to do that since. Shoot, it's it's been close to two years now, Matt, uh, because of the the pandemic stuff and how that you know they only play down there two times a year. But uh, really looking forward to that. The Pelicans, they're kind of a mess. Uh, they've had some stretches where they look okay, but they just they can't hold on to leads, and then they get down big and can't come back. 
Uh, Zion's still not playing. He's not expected to play for like another three to four weeks, if that. Uh, and there's been a lot of discussion about, you know, his weight and everything, you know, being a hindrance. Hey, look, I am very happy that Zion is fat right now. <laughs> Because that, not only does it just give me warm fuzzies inside to see him waddling around on the court like a like a teddy bear, but it makes the Mavs' life easier because he's gonna be a, he's gonna be out of shape all season long, and that's a good thing for everybody else in the league. Yeah, I mean, look, it's it's nothing against Brandon Ingram. Uh, he is a he's a fine player. Uh, he's really good, but you know, if he's your if he's your number one, night in and night out. I mean, you're going to lose a bunch of basketball games. He's just – he needs to be a second or third guy. Ideally a third guy, in my opinion. But, you know, we'll see how it goes. Uh, and then after that, Matt, uh, next week, just looking forward a little a little bit further because I, I really do think there's a good chance uh, the Mavs could go uh, – they could run their record up to seven and three after that Pelicans game. And then Wednesday of next week, uh, they travel to Chicago and play the Bulls. And I don't think we've told our listeners this, but we have a little friendly wager uh, with an undisclosed amount of money on it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, before the season, Matt and I, we kind of had this bet that, you know, I, I said that the Mavs are going to end up with a better record uh, than, than the Bulls will have this season. And he said the opposite. And I also said that the Mavs are going to end up sweeping – uh, the season series against the Bulls too, or no? You, you said the Bulls are going to sweep the Mavs, and I said that's not going to happen. I don't... No, no, no. You said the Mavs are going to sweep the Bulls, okay. and then I said no. I couldn't remember exactly on that one, but either way, it's like a double or nothing situation. <laughs> so we'll see how the first domino falls next Wednesday when uh when the Mavs take on the Bulls because I mean, well, I think the second part of the bet might end up being a wash. Because now that I'm thinking about it, I I think the actual bet for that part was um, the uh, just that the Mavs or Bulls would win the season series. Which if they if they split one to one, then it's a wash. Right, right, yeah, because they only play twice, um, and it's going to be the next like real test for for the Mavs too. Because like I said, the Pelicans, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna look past an opponent. The Pelicans are more than capable of beating the Mavs if they you know, shoot lights out from three or something weird happens. So I'm not counting that out, but, uh, you know, it'll be the the Mavs' next big test because they've really, they've had three so far. They've had three big tests uh, and they've lost every one of them <laughs> in blowout fashion. So uh, the Miami game, I don't know. I mean, that wasn't really a blowout until late in the fourth, but the first two against Atlanta and at Denver, were complete blowouts on the road. Um, then they lost to Miami by 15 at home. So it'll be interesting to see how they how they play in that next one because the Bulls, they're really good. Uh, it's shocking to me that people are shocked at how well DeMar DeRozan is playing as a secondary star next to Zach Levine because I feel like – and I don't want to be that guy that's just like I told you so because I, I just – that's not really my thing – but, you know, I harped on it all offseason. I was like, you know, he's been the number one guy pretty much his entire career. Uh, everybody was saying, oh, but the defensive data for DeRozan over the course of his career, it's really bad. He's a bad yeah, player. Yeah, all these people that watch the Raptors and, on a nightly basis in Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, 
I'm, not, I'm like, y'all, he's been the number one guy his entire career. You can make an argument that it was like a 1A, 1B situation with Lowry at a certain point in Toronto. But, I mean, throughout the course of the regular seasons, it was, you know, DeRozan first. And so when you put a guy that's as skilled as he is, even though he doesn't shoot a lot of threes in a situation where he's the second or third guy, I mean, he's going to thrive. He, he has no pressure on his shoulders anymore. He's got Zach Levine and Lonzo Ball around him. Uh, so, I mean, of course he's thriving. And I, I wish that the Mavs could have had that for, for Luka this year. So, <laughs> I'm sad. Well, I'm sad about it. But I still think I still think the Mavs can, you know, I, they're capable of beating the Bulls. So, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited for that next test on Wednesday. And I hope it goes better than the first three that they've had. Well, you can't complain. Sorry, I just I'm in a hotel room and I just walked into my bathroom to fill up my water, so it sounded a little echoey. Um, Look, this was so last second; it doesn't matter. Just just go for it. <laughs> we have uh, six pe- we have six people in the room right now, Matt. <laughs> yeah. I think we need to get to a point where we get we start to get past these um, these missed opportunities with the Mavs and free agency because. It's it's just going to keep happening, um, and if you know DeRozan, yeah, he would have been great, but um, I just I can't keep dwelling on that, or I'm going to go crazy. Um, even the, as much as, and you know how much I like to say I told you so, and how much I like to tell people that I'm right. <laughs> and, it's one of your things you love doing. I, I do admit that. <laughs> <laughs> that that is your thing, yeah, Matt. So that is that's what makes you. But I you. just, I just, I just can't. Um, the that that off season, I just I can't look back on it anymore and and dwell on it. I'll, I'll just go crazy. And I'm I'm happy for for DeRozan and the Bulls because they did exactly what I wanted the Mavs to do, and they may be my secret new number two team now. I don't know. I'm I'm still working on that. Well, I mean, look, I, like I said, I, I'm ready to get to that game. And uh, I don't want to look past the Pelicans because, you know, if they have a an ugly loss against New Orleans, then, then all of a sudden going into uh, the next two days heading into Wednesday night, it's going to be one of those things where it's like the, the sky is falling, uh, our pets' heads are falling off on Mavs Twitter and, and all that stuff. So hopefully – it doesn't come to that, and uh, the Mavs are seven and three after after ten games. But until we get to Monday, Matt, I'm just gonna enjoy the rest of this weekend, and I'm gonna go watch that that Luca buzzer beating three replay over and over and over again uh, until Monday night. So, <laughs> you know, I think if we we've all learned one thing from tonight, um, and I, I I think I can speak for Dalton here as well. It's never put Celtics in your, in your green room headline because it just draws in some. Weird oh man, man, we have had some, we have had some choice stuff come up from, uh, apparently they you know, well, they're, at least they're showing the appearance of being Celtics fans in the chat and man, they have, they've really shown their true colors in this one in the chat room. Yeah. Anyway, I've had to ban we three of them on. so far. So, yeah. Anyway, we yeah. move on. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, look, that's going to do it for another episode of the Mavs Step Back Podcast. Uh, if you haven't already, be sure to go subscribe on Apple Podcasts and anywhere else that you listen and 
If you do listen on Apple Podcasts, leave, leave us a review with your Twitter at or Instagram at, uh, and it automatically enter, enters you for a chance to win a Mavs Step Back t-shirt. Uh, like I said before, be sure to go subscribe to Mike Fisher on YouTube. Uh, that's where all of our bonus content is going to be uh, for the foreseeable future. We have a really nice episode out over there now uh, where we talk about uh, pretty much everything Mavs-related, Jalen Brunson's uh, last two starts before this Celtics game and how well he's played and, you know, reasons for why Luka started out the season shooting the way he did. And uh, then we brought up a very interesting uh, Mavs-Raptors trade that not only gets the Mavs uh, Goran Dragic, but potentially Pascal Siakam too. It's uh, It's our first pipe dream of the season, so be sure to go over there and check that out. And we hope you guys enjoy the rest of your weekend. Y'all go enjoy those Luca buzzer beater highlights uh, as much as we will. We'll see you next time.